This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Dvarim Tavshin Pei, the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, the beginning of Parshas Dvarim. Elo Dvarim Shadiber Moshe Kol Yisrael, Beiver Yarden. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Kli Yisrael. Rashi wonders why do you have to start off. These are the words. So Rashi explains if we shehein divrei techaches. The following words are words of rebuke. Yet you find names of places. Rashi explains, These were places where Klai Yisrael did a verus and they angered Hashem. And therefore put these words vaguely. And only mention them through a hint, through a remez. Because of the honor of Yisrael. In other words, Maish Rebbeinu was giving rebuke to Klai Yisrael. These were words of rebuke that Maish was giving five weeks before his death. Maish Rebbeinu not only waited until the right time to give it, figuring, spending so much time together with Klai Yisrael, they'd be more readily to accept his criticism, but just as much as when he's doing it is important, also how he's doing it is important. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to go and hit them straight with the various that they did. And therefore he did a Burmiza, talking about the different places. And hopefully when he mentions the name of the place, they'll remember what they did wrong over there. In fact, as Rashi points out, some of the places, Ben Paran or Ben Taifa Lavan. And Rashi brings from Shimba Yechai, Chazarnu Kala Mikra. We look through the whole Taira. Velomatsinu Makim. We looked through the whole Torah. We did not find any place that has the name of Teifel or Lavan. And therefore, these places did not even exist. But they were just done as a remez to remind Klaisol of the various they did over there. For example, Lavan, which is white, to remind them of how they spoke negatively about the Mon. And in Paran, the Maisa with the spies with the Maraglum. And Rechaim Velazhenar would say over that his Rabbi, the Vilna Gaim, would often say that as important as it is to give Teichacha, to give rebuke, it's more important to know how to give rebuke. And we learned that from Moshe Rabbeinu, that as important as it was as a leader of Klai Yisrael to give Moshe, to give Klai Yisrael the rebuke, it still has to be done properly. Which means don't hit the guy over the head with the rebuke. Say it in a slight way, in an easygoing way, in a modest way, without going straight forward with it. Let's say the person doesn't understand very well. It's still worth it to do it in a slight way, in a roundabout way. And the person should not understand it so well than to go and to hit him straight forward with the rebuke. Because chances are that won't work anyways. So how is someone supposed to know if he should give rebuke or not? How is someone supposed to know if when he does it, it's going to come out in a way that the person will accept it or not. So the truth is, it doesn't depend so much on what you see. It depends more importantly on your two C's. What does that mean, your two C's? The letter C. What comes out of your mouth more often? Is it compliment or criticism? And that's what you have to be careful with. You have to know, normally when you talk, what falls out of your mouth? Is it a compliment or is it a criticism? 
if what normally falls out of your mouth is a compliment, then you'll be fine giving a criticism here and there. But if what normally falls out of your mouth is a criticism, then you're best off leaving that for somebody else and not doing the criticism. That's how important it is when you see something to be careful to to have the person's feeling in mind and to rebuke someone only for that person's sake. And if you rebuke someone for that person's sake, then you do it in a much softer and a much nicer way. There was a fellow who was a very close Talmud of Yishlam Zaman Arbach. And he used to live in a different neighborhood from far away from the yeshiva. It wasn't such a good neighborhood, but he couldn't afford anything better. Years later, he managed to put together enough money and he bought an apartment much closer to the yeshiva. And he came to Rishlam Zaman Arbach and he says, Rebbe, I get a Mazel Tov. He says, really, what's a Mazel Tov? He told him how he bought a new apartment closer to the yeshiva and he's moving in next week. So Shlomo Zaman was so excited for him. He says, oh, I have to come and give you a l'chaim. He says, Rebbe, it's okay. He says, no, I insist I want to come to the apartment to give you a l'chaim. The fellow knew how important every minute was to his Rebbe, but if his Rebbe insisted on coming, he was thrilled. And the next week, they made an appointment for a certain day, a certain time for Shlomo Zaman to come to have a l'chaim in his apartment. Sure enough, at precisely that time, there's a knock on the door. He opens up the door, and there's his Rebbe of Shlomo Orbach with a big smile to come inside to the house. The Talmud leads him to the dining room with the table laid with Zainas and L'chaim. And the Rebbe goes, and they make a L'chaim. And he gives him a bracha on the house, on the apartment. And then if Shlomo Zaman says, could you show me around the house? Sure. And he starts to take him around the house. He looks to the kitchen. He starts looking around the kitchen and the cabinets. Then he takes him to the bedrooms. And he's looking around. He takes him to the porch. He takes him to everywhere in the apartment. The town was getting a little uneasy as if his Rebbe was looking for something. And after a few minutes, Rosh Hashem finished. He gives him a big smile. He gives him a big bracha. He should enjoy the house. So the Talmud's walking the Rebbe out. He says, Rebbe, I have to understand. Why did the Rebbe go look at every single part of the apartment? It's so... Not like you. So Shalim Zalman looks at him and says, You know, people are very concerned about Ayn Hara. And rightfully so. We have to be very careful about an Ayn Hara. People look sometimes with a bad eye. And it's not good when that happens. But we know that Amida Taiva is 500 times greater than Amida Ra. Goodness is 500 times greater than bad. And therefore, someone can go and give someone an Ayn Hara. I can give an ayin taiva. And therefore, I wanted to spread my ayin taiva around your whole house. I am so happy for what you have. I wanted to go and look at every part of the house so I can give every part of your house an ayin taiva. And that's what Shlomo Zaman told him. And for him, it was worth it to use his precious time for that. But you see, it's it's important not just to not give an ayin ra, an ayin hara, but it's so important to give an ayin taiva. And that is perhaps one of the most important lessons Maishu Rebbein was teaching us before his death. Not so much the rebuke he was giving, but how to give that rebuke. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.